You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're drafting players here on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean. I cover the Suns in the NBA at SB Nation as well as Dime Magazine. You can follow me on Twitter at BrendanClean14. Most importantly, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnPHXSuns, where you can tell me which former Sun during the 11 years with no playoffs is your favorite uh, because it is a Monday though guys we are joined as always by Brandon you know him as Zona on Twitter he is at AZ Sports Zone and Brandon we're we're drafting the guys during the dark period of Suns basketball and trying to come up with the best team we're going to do that in the second and third segments but I don't know about you I'm I'm really kind of tired of the regular season is that is that rude of me? Am I am I just too okay with the Suns' excellence already? I'm just I'm done watching Suns Thunder type games. Yeah, for me it's like, um, first of all, this Thunder team just gets like reminds me so much of like some of those those Suns teams we saw in the past where oh yeah, it's just you're looking at their roster and you're like, man, who are these guys? And I mean, a lot of their key guys are out right now and they're kind of battling some some injuries and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good segue into this episode of drafting former Suns players during that playoff drought. Um, yeah, as far as these games, I'm kind of over the regular season too. I just, you know, just get everyone in the playoffs healthy. I don't really care. Um, you know, I, they're still the number one seed, so that's fun. But at this point, I'm just kind of hoping, you know, everyone's well rested and ready to go. You want wins, of course. So that's what I, I mean. Like this thing is is far from settled in terms of seating, but just generally speaking, like I don't have much to say about the regular season. Every game I, recap I've done for like two weeks now has just been like lessons we can glean from the game when it comes to the postseason. I'm fully in that mode. Um, and if you talk about injuries, I think that's the thing from this game is they did not do themselves any favors. 123-120 win, of course, is is the right type of ending, but 37 minutes for Mikhail Bridges, 36 for Booker. Like, those guys are fine. I'm not really worried, but it's a game. You just want them to take care of business more often than they, than they have, and, you know, it is what it is. Um, I feel like the, the, the thing that was impressive or interesting to me was the, the frustration from Booker going into the first half, you know, he's throwing his towel as they go into the locker room and, and whatnot. I'm, I'm glad, I guess, to see that the frustration is building for them not being able to put away these teams because, like, you looked, again, I guess, to, to circle back to those playoff lessons, like, you look to the first round, you don't want this to be prolonged any more than it has to be, right? You face the Warriors, the Spurs, whoever, Grizzlies, whatever it ends up being, you want to put that team away in four or five. And, and that's where I start to worry when I see these results is I'm like, are we going to really see like a six game, seven game first round series where the Suns mess around too much? Yeah. And I think part of that is like this game, it's just so hard for a team to get up for because you're, you're playing one of the worst teams in the league. 
they just got blown out by Indiana, so they're you know they're coming in looking to rebound right away, and there's no fans. So I mean, it's it's not a game that as a player you're just coming into with really any motivation. Um, if it wasn't for Tory Craig, I'm not sure where they would have been in that game as far as energy is concerned because he was all over the place and really kept them afloat. I think uh, early on in the game and. Yeah, the just closing out games, they have to get better. Um, you know, I think they just kind of put their foot off the gas and, and gave OKC way too much confidence. And um, this is a game you have to be resting Booker and Paul for the fourth quarter and take advantage of these teams, and, and they didn't do that. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite them uh, later on in this road trip because they do have a back-to-back against Atlanta and um, blanking out on the other team right now. Uh, Cleveland. So those two games they're going to need to win as well. And hopefully in one of them it's a blowout so they can get these starters some rest. Yeah, Cleveland, they they made it a little too close for comfort at home. So like even feeling good about that one is uh, hard to do right now. Uh, not to be too negative, it's just like, yeah, you, you like the Bucks, the Warriors, these other one seeds from the past, you see them just run up the score and and their guys are able to really rest in the fourth quarter. I think Monty's a little hesitant to do that. He holds on. I mean, this game got way out of hand late and it was ended up being a three point game, which is ridiculous. But even when it gets to be 12 to 15, Monty's not really the type of coach to pull guys out and, and do that. But yeah, you had a, a bad confluence of events here. You had the, we don't want to get killed again by the Thunder after losing by 57 the other night. You had the Ty Jerome revenge game, of course. Uh, you had the Lou Dort, maybe knowing home the home fans are watching, although he was pretty bad offensively tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Thunder, I guess, seemed to have some sort of magic potion against the Suns team. They obviously beat them earlier in the year, and I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, it, I guess, thank God for Torrey Craig, right? Thank Thank goodness that he's able to, when Jay Crowder's remaining out and Jay, and Dario Saric is still not able to find it and, and all the rest of that, that you have a guy like Craig who, if he's going to bring anything, it's going to be energy. And I guess him and Javon Carter both kind of brought that tonight. But yeah, thank any you, more, Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, I feel like I yeah. said that every episode. Memphis, I made fun I of myself uh, last week because it's been like literally every week we say the same thing. So, Tory Craig, pickup of the year. Let's go. Good player. Turns out he's good. Although I do want to, I, this is unrelated, but I want to take a little bit, not a victory lap per se, but I do want to just, there's some people who are crapping on me. It's actually a good segue to our, our, our draft here who were kind of on me for saying that PJ Tucker was, should be part of the consideration for best addition. I mean, I know we only scored three points, but you watch that Bucks game and tell me that he was not a valuable part of what they were trying to do in beating Brooklyn. And uh, I'm not trying to, it, again, it's no knock on Torrey Craig, but it's like, let's just keep things in perspective. When we talk about the Bucks, we can make fun of them for getting rid of Craig all we want. But at the same time, they did do it for a move that I think really helps them. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I don't, I just have to defend myself if that's okay with everybody, because I go out and say PJ Tucker was a good addition. And then people are, laughing at me while the guy's on the bench with a calf injury or whatever it was. And, and I just have to, he's playing, he's doing what we thought he would do. It's, it's working out. So we'll leave it at that. But again, it is a segue because we're drafting players again, who during the 11 years with no playoffs 
played for this team, we're drafting them for that stretch when they were a son, and Brandon and I are going to try to figure out who can make the best team out of just those players. So uh, I'm ready. Uh, let's, let's get into it, but let's first take a quick break. I want to tell you guys about the first sponsor of today's show, which is Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. You just post, screen, and interview all in one place on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews right from your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 20%, 27%, even better, you can choose from more than 130 of those skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so that you are only paying for the applicants that meet those requirements. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. So if you're hiring... You need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, the moment we've been building for, we got through that first segment quickly. The Suns beat the Thunder. It is what it is, Brandon, but... We're, we're here to do a draft today. I'm going to start things off with a coin flip because when we talk about these last 11 years, I think it's pretty obvious. I feel like you'll agree who the number one pick will be. So we have to make things fla- fair and do a coin flip here to determine who gets the honor of selecting Devin Booker. I'm assuming you're on the same page as me. Mm, yeah, I do have one question, though. Are we including the 2010-2011 Suns with Steve Nash? Sure, but you're getting the version of the player in the season that he was here. So you'd be getting 2010-11 Steve Nash, and, and that version of him would be transported to now. So maybe we feel differently. I, I didn't even think about Nash, honestly. I, don't, I didn't even remember who else was on that team. I have one guy who was, I believe, on that squad on my list. But um, sure, yeah, yeah. I just we, wanted we can to, use him. I just wanted that to be clear before the uh, draft started, just so we know. <laughs> Totally fair. And another thing you and I clarified right before we started recording was if we were to put, pick a Mikhail Bridges, a Cam Johnson, a DeAndre Ayton, it would not include the level that they've reached here in 2020-21. So it would be the first for Mikhail and, and DeAndre, it would be the first two years of their career for Cam. It would be just rookie Cam. That's that's uh, Javon would be just last year. I don't think Javon Carter will be here, but that's where we are. So it's it's not this year version. None of the players this on this year's team are eligible because this is the team that made the playoffs. They don't count in the years without the playoffs. So that's the that's the deal. And I'm going to flip the coin now, Brandon. You ready? Let's do it. Call it for me. Tails. All right, it was heads. Wow. You're gonna have to just trust me. Just just I another like- another uh, <laughs> day in the life of the Suns fan. Just you know. Getting screwed over by a coin toss. I mean, going I'm realizing to- that that there's no way for you to necessarily believe that. I hope <laughs> I've earned your trust here, but it was heads, so I get the number one overall pick. Although it sounds like you're low key considering Steve Nash here, and I I had my sights completely set on Devin Booker, so that's where I'm gonna go. Number one overall pick. We are just gonna go back and forth, guys. We're not going to 
uh, do any sort of snake or real type of draft. We're just going to one, two, one, two down all the way through until we get our starting fives. Maybe we'll go with the sixth man, depending on how we feel about our squads when we get to it. But yes, I'm, I'm going number one overall pick here, Devin Booker. Honestly, I feel like I'm benefiting from the rule of not including this season because this has been somewhat of a down year for him statistically. I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm missing out on one of his worst seasons. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the selection. Devin Booker for me. Yeah, pretty much a no-brainer there. That, that would have been my pick too. Um, second pick, I'm going to go with uh, Goran Dragic actually. All-NBA okay. all third team, 2013-2014. Uh, that's very tough to do. And that was before, like, the entire game was changed, too, like, as far as, like, the pace of the game offensively and all that. So um, going to roll with my boy, the Dragon, here and, you know, set you up with a really nice backcourt, unfortunately. Either way, it was going to happen. I'm unsure of where to go. Maybe that's a surprise to people, but... I, I did have Dragic second. So I want to go through because I feel like we forget this. And it's a nice opportunity to just revel in the Steve Nash glory for a moment. We don't get to do that very often anymore. I feel like he's kind of the the leader of the Death Star these days, the Darth Vader of what they have going on in Brooklyn as the head coach. So 14.7 points and 11.4 assists. He was an all-star, I believe, that season and had a 60.1 true shooting percentage, a 53.1 assist rate, and a 21.4 usage rate. He actually turned the ball over uncharacteristically that season. He had 3.8 per 36 minutes. But besides that, just about everything on the offensive end for him was Sterling. Man, that isn't, I mean, he's 36 years old. I guess it's uh, maybe not too crazy for Suns fans who've been watching Chris Paul all season, but just looking back on that, it's pretty remarkable he was doing that that deep into his career. It was like his last good season. Yeah, and he was uh, finished seventh in offensive box plus minus that year. I mean, absurd. Played seventy five games too, so he was had uh, four blocks. What a what a what a <laughs> mark for thirty six year old six foot point guard. Yeah, I'm going with Steve Nash. Uh, I'll, I'll go with 10-11 Steve Nash. I actually appreciate, if you hadn't asked me if that season was under consideration, I would have completely forgot about him. So I appreciate that. I had I had a, a different guy listed third behind Booker and Dragic, so um, I, I do have to give you a thank you. But you're, on, on to you. So you're, you have Dragic, I have Nash and Booker, and you are, you are on the clock. Yeah, for me, this is where there's a little bit of a drop-off. Um, but I'm going to have to roll with uh, Mikel Bridges. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't even have Bridges on my list. Is that is that horrible? Wow. I didn't even, like, just just his first two seasons, I feel like he's taken such a step forward this year that I, I, well, I just I, keep I, I discounted mind, him. I'm still getting bubbled, Mikhail. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's part true. of the package. So I'm going to bank on that and just let him and Goran uh, build this team from the ground up and go from there. <laughs> You're basically playing five on four defensively then with Bridges. I mean, that was that was what he did in the bubble was basically eliminate an entire offensive player. So uh, I can't yeah, well, I can't argue too much with that pick. If you're gonna have Steve Nash and Devin Booker, I'm gonna need someone to guard Steve Nash and Devin Booker. So there you go. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a fun. Imagining Mikhail Bridges defending Devin Booker in like a playoff series type of environment. I mean. Hope to God we never see that. I mean, I don't want either one of those people to ever not be on the same team and to not play here, but 
That is an interesting thought experiment. I feel like it's a perfect Brooker defender in a lot of ways. The length, the the physicality that Bridges can have, like good thing the Suns don't have to deal with that, I guess. Yeah. I would love to see those practice battles, especially I mean, probably not as much now, but during the off season or anytime they're doing like just pickup games, I'm sure they have some fun matchups. <laughs> Booker is very savvy about who he lets like media or the team social media people see him go up against in practice. We see a lot of Elia Kobo. We see a lot of like Javon Carter. We don't see many like I'm being defended by Chris Paul or Mikhail Bridges types of situations. I think that's pretty savvy. I, I wonder how many videos on the social media team's phones have been deleted by the request of Devin Booker after somebody punked him in practice. Yeah, I'm sure he was just like telling the uh, social media team, you know, delete the footage. You're not posting that. It never existed. Okay. Um, So we both have two players. I have Booker and Nash. You have Dragic and Bridges. I actually feel like we're we're pretty even right now. Um, So why don't we take a quick break again and we can finish out the draft and then we can see, make the case for our respective teams. How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay, cool. So we'll get into this, finish out positions three through five, maybe get a six man in there in just a second. But first, a quick word from betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The Diamondbacks, fortunately, are worth watching again against all odds here. So Valley fans have a lot to keep up with. You can get all of it on BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for everything you need in the sports world including the MLB, but in addition to the NBA, NHL, even UFC or MMA action. That is rounding into form. It really never slowed down, but it feels like there's a big fight every single weekend. Before the next pitch, guys, head over to Bet Online, Check out the news, the sign-up bonuses, and contest information from BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to BetOnline.ag on the web or download their mobile app. Make an account today and use the promo code Locked on when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, head to the website or the mobile app, make an account, and when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the entire world. I am running dry, guys. I have to admit it to you. And I'm realizing as I'm talking to you, I have not placed an order to replenish my own supply of Bilt Bar. They are usually so generous with allowing us to try the upcoming flavors, the delicious offerings that they have, so that I'm able to tell you about them. But I'm getting dry. I'm going to have to order my own pair, uh, my own box, because it's become a habit. These things are so delicious. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. I'm starting a pretty... Uh, ridiculous exercise workout to finally kind of get myself into gear here in the next few weeks. I'm going to need the protein. I'm going to need the built Bars, so uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. I eat them pretty much, I don't know, not every day, but just about to power myself through the day. I'm not just telling you that they are good because I have to. I'm telling you because they're delicious, and I've been telling you about the coconut brownie chunk for a while now. It is the latest flavor available I ate an entire box probably in a week when they gave them to us. That's probably going to be what I buy here, guys. It's delicious. Tastes like an Almond Joy candy bar and is packed with protein. 
Uh, can't recommend it enough. So go to BuiltBar.com, check it out for yourself, and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off when you check out at BuiltBar.com. Okay, let's close out the draft here. Three more players each, Brandon. I'm on the clock with pick number five. Booker and Nash are on my team. And that changes things for me because as is apparently just commonplace throughout Suns history, guard, very guard heavy here at the top. I had a lot of, I three of my top five players on my list here are guards, uh, four actually, plus Nash, who I told you already I didn't even have in there. So I'm getting toward the bottom already because I don't want to overload on guards. I'm going to go with P.J. Tucker, um, the version of him. I think he could have had the Houston level of impact if the Suns had been good. It's just that they weren't really except for the one season. So that's that's giving me a little bit of defensive mentality. My, my perimeter defense is starting to worry me here. So I got to go with, with P.J. and we'll switch everything. We'll, we'll let Tucker do his deal. And uh, I feel pretty good about that one. Yeah, that's a good pick. I selfishly wanted him to drop to me so I could run Mikel and PJ on the same team, but uh, looks like I'm going to have to solidify the backcourt and go with the famous 2013-2014 backcourt with Eric Bledsoe um, with this pick. And we're not going to draft Isaiah Thomas. Don't worry, Suns fans. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to run with uh, Dragic, Bledsoe, and Mikel. It's my one through three. Ooh. Yeah, your, your defense is, is already looking much better than mine um, with Bledsoe and Bridges. You're actually saving yourself there because getting uh, Bledsoe back then is actually, he's like the one exception here where getting that version is better than the now version. He's, he's, uh, he's dropped off pretty precipitously since that season. So uh, I think you're doing yourself some favors. That guy was like an all-star in, what was the year, like 15-16? Is that the right season when he, when he was on the cusp or was it 16-17? Uh, I want to say 15, 16. It was when he really made that, that leap. I like it. Okay. So I don't, I have to make a decision here on if I want PJ Tucker to be my three or four or five and how I want to play that. Um, I have a guy here. Okay. I I might make the case for having a sixth man because I feel like a lot of these guys, (laughs) as I'm looking through the list, a lot of these players are shaping up to look more like sixth men than um, than than guys I want to be starting on my team anyway. So uh, we can save that for a moment, but I'm going to go with... Man, it is already getting ugly. Okay, I'm going to go with Channing Fry. That was my pick. Was okay, Rob. see, that makes me feel better. I was like, I'm going to say something really dumb here. So, I was not confident heading into that pick. I think he could be like almost like a Brooke Lopez type in, in today's game, just the way he played. Like there, he would have been so much more valuable if he was like just born like seven years later. <laughs> I'm sure he I'm he's he covers the game and he kind of does some media stuff now. I'm I would bet you that he has that thought go through his head pretty often. Like the guys who have come behind him and had such an easy job just st- uh, spotting up like. He wasn't an amazing defender, but he was big enough and and could move a little, right? Like he, he, I guess he had a little bit of it at the tail end with Cleveland, but yeah, you're right. He 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 certainly could have been better if he had come along a little later. But who's your pick? Man, um. it's dark already. 
I'm going to go with TJ Warren. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, best player available, I think, at this point. Don't love, like, the fit, but, um, you know, you can play him as so a he's power your, He's kind of like your four then. Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. yeah. He, he. I mean, he was good his last season in Phoenix. Like, that was when he kind of made that three-point leap before heading over to the Pacers. So, And he's been out this whole year, so I think um, – you know, if he was still doing what he was doing in the bubble and last year for Indiana, then he might have been a little bit like uh, more highly regarded in this draft. But yeah, he's my pick. I'm, man, I think I'm going to play Fry and Tucker as my front court. I don't think I want to. I don't want to dip into the center stockpile here because if I'm trying, I just feel like I would ideally want to have some defense, but. I'm looking at the names, Marcin Gortat, Tyson Chandler. I don't – Robin Lopez, I, I suppose you could take a look at. I don't really love the idea of any of those guys helping my defense a lot. So I might just roll with, with Tucker and Fry, which leads me to my fifth starter. Although I do want to say to everybody, this is not the guy who I think is – he was not fifth on my list. He's not even next up on my list. But because I want to have a little bit of positional legitimacy to my team, I'm going with Jared Dudley. And I'm mostly going with Jared Dudley, not for the 16, 17, 17, 18 seasons where he was uh, hardly giving effort, not really playing a lot. But mostly he was on the team from 2010 to 2013 where he was an elite three-point shooter could still move. Those were his three highest scoring seasons in his career. Um, so that's that's my pick. I, I feel like that's he can he could defend if I'm ignoring the 2016 era. Uh, I, I think that helps. And again, we're probably just going to switch at least one through four. I don't know about Channing Fry. He might just stand at the basket. But the rest of the team, we're just going to switch. We're going to outscore you. It seems like a pretty stereotypical Suns uh, Suns team here. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is where the drop-off hits for sure. Um, there's still some pretty decent guards, but, I mean, we both have our guards already, so. Um, I'm going to go, so for center, it's like Rashawn Holmes, Aaron Baines, Martian Gortat. I'm not going to take him, but uh, Miles Plumley. I guess I, DeAndre Ayton counts, right? DeAndre Ayton does count. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to roll with DeAndre. Uh, last you get year, bubble DeAndre. DeAndre. Yeah, so I'm banking on him and Mikhail, um, you know, in their, their bubble form. So It would have been super mean to DeAndre if you had taken Rashawn Holmes, so I'm glad that you <laughs> talked yourself out of that. That, that's, that would have been... Yeah, I just, I just realized honestly. that DeAndre was... I should have known that sooner because I took Mikhail, but I was completely ignoring last season for a second. Okay, who, so your your starting five is what is it? Go ahead. Uh, Goran Dragic, Eric Bledsoe, Mikel Bridges, T.J. Warren, and the anchor DeAndre Ayton. So you went way. Our t- I feel like the main difference between our teams is you went really young, and my guys are all really old. I went with Nash. I mean, I did have Booker, obviously. Nash, Booker, Dudley, Tucker, Fry. That's like very much stacked with the, the, the old guard from the beginning of this drought, and you went with the more recent version of the drought. Yeah, your I feel team like is my definitely team more would, uh, retro and just like JMZ Suns, 
like if you like those types of vibes, I would say. It's a tribute to my nostalgia. <clears throat> I very much long for those days. I very much wish that the Suns could have made the playoffs in 2014. Alas, they did not, of course. Um, should we draft a six who, man? Yeah, Each. I think we should because I have three guys here who I really wanted to pick, one of whom is maybe my favorite son from this entire era, so I hope you don't take him. But I'll actually let you go first on the six man so I don't keep uh, taking your guys. Um, I feel like you. this is going to be your guy, Gerald Green. Damn it. Yes, that was my guy. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Gerald Green. I was very close to just taking him instead of taking a center before I remember DeAndre just saying, T, like, TJ Warren, you're just going to play center. Because uh, Gerald was so much fun that season. I mean... He shot 40% from three on 6.2 attempts per game. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, before his time, completely. Yeah, and he was good for those windmill dunks every other game. And just, I mean, he is like, if you build your own player in 2K, which you strive to be. That's my favorite type of player. Not to go on too far of a tangent, but like the unreal athlete who has enough of the other skill to his game to get by. That is like my favorite archetype of player that there is. Like, that's why I I, I thought Daniel Howell, he's not really as as good of an athlete as I thought he would be but players like that where it's just like I don't really know how they're staying on an NBA court but I really am just counting down the moments until they dunk again and they make it work okay but that's enough you got Gerald Green I did not get Gerald Green so I will stop waxing poetic about him I feel like my uh I, I feel really bad not if we don't draft Isaiah Thomas but I'm not going to draft Isaiah Thomas. I'm going to draft Ricky Rubio. So that's that's round. It's just, I mean, Nash backed up by Rubio. That's pretty perfect. You just don't really miss much of a beat as far as that version of Nash. I mean, you're losing some shooting. It is what it is. You, you got Channing Fry in there. So I like that. I like that Rubio is a little bigger so he can come in and maybe he could, you know, we could see some Nash <coughs> Rubio Booker lineups. I really like that with like Dudley and, and Tucker together. That might even be better than my starting lineup now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. So, so I like that. I, I feel pretty good. I feel like my team would beat yours. Do you, do you have a case for your team? Um, I think your team is just too old personally and we'd run you off the floor. Yeah. Uh, no, I do. I do think I, uh, I'd probably give you guys that just Booker Nash is just ridiculous. And like, I don't think you could possibly stop that backcourt in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I'd give you that for that alone. And <clears throat> I think they just kind of flow as a team a little bit better. You guys would, like, your team would play faster, that's for sure, because Nash was not, you know, seven seconds or less Nash by this point. He's he's letting Jason Richardson do a lot of the work, who also we could have taken to, to be, uh, I, I kind of moved on from him because I got Booker and I, felt pretty good about that but Jason Richardson's 2010 season was pretty sick in and of itself I I don't know how many people remember that one but he scored like 20 a game that year um just whatever was going on I don't know why that team that team should have been better to be completely honest I don't know why they didn't I mean they were about 500 it feels like they should have been even better than that you still had Grant Hill playing pretty well and anyway but but Jason Richardson probably the biggest snub here IT of course pretty big snub here but yeah, you guys would play faster. I think all in all, though, 
we would just we'd have. I feel like my team has just enough defense, and then we're probably going to win like a one twenty five, one eighteen type of game. Yeah, um, all I have to say is like the coin flip is rigged, so that's that's my defense. <laughs> it's fair. It's not a it's not a bad argument. There's literally no way for you to ensure that I was correct. I could have like screen shared with you. I guess we're on Zoom. <laughs> no, I'm just just giving you a hard time. But, no, uh, I know. It's all right. It's all right. Okay, so I think next week we got to do this from just 2015 to 2019, and then it'll be completely dark. It'll oh, just Lord. be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> Like you get Booker and then like literally what do you do? I guess Mirza you still would take Bridges and Aiton. Yeah, Mirza Tladovic, John Luer, uh Troy Daniels. Yeah, it Seth, gets very Seth bad Curry very quickly. On the ten day. Yeah. Uh I guess I mean I would take Christian Wood if we're opening it up to summer league. And I feel that would be really nice. No, I don't think we need to do that though. But this was fun. It makes it made me feel a little better. I feel like I, I think of those years as so tragic, but Doing this, I'm like, okay, we, we put together two five-man, six-man rosters that, that aren't too depressing. Yeah, a lot of that was kind of the early half of the decade, I would say. They kind of did, like, the heavy lifting. Um, so, like, the past, like, half decade was, like, like you said, if we had to create teams out of that, it would be a lot more dark. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think we both drafted pretty competent teams. I felt good that I was taking guys from you because I have to admit, like, get, it got to a certain point and I was kind of flying blind. But, all right, guys, that wraps us up. We will have next week the Lakers game at Los Angeles to talk to you about. So be sure we are here every Monday together. You can tell because the episodes are named differently, in case you hadn't noticed. Um, other than that, guys, I will be back with you tomorrow for probably a guest to come on. And we got a couple games this week, Cleveland and Atlanta, as Brandon said. I'm just waiting for this regular season to wrap up, but we'll have tons of great content. We might even be able to start talking playoffs next week, Brandon, start to begin to think about it. Hopefully the seeding stuff is a little more clear by then. Yeah, right now it's looking like it's going to be a a mess in the West as far as like seeding goes, but uh, definitely down to talk some playoff matchups. All right, guys, enjoy your Monday. I will be back with you first thing Tuesday morning. And uh, tell me what we got wrong here. I feel like it has to be Jason Richardson, but let me know again at Locked on PHX Suns, and we will talk to you tomorrow.